This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. The Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Mark and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First, I'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guests to read the AA preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting. The AA preamble. Hi, my name is Fiona and I'm an alcoholic. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking – There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So, what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There is no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you're an alcoholic, you're at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think that sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and to admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with a obsession of the mind. The allergy is a physical aspect of the disease After having that first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet, because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up that first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety, one day at a time. This program has a proven track record of helping otherwise hopeless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9, 
We're just about to interview an AA member who is going to share their experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. Would our guest like to introduce themselves and give us a quick sketch of who you are, age, how long you've been sober, occupation? Hi, my name's Fiona and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I'm 53 years old. Um, I have been sober for six and a half years and um, my occupation, I'm a healthcare worker. And how any family you married with kids or and how was your childhood? I've got two children. I've got a son who's eighteen and a daughter who's twenty one. Um, and um, I'm no longer married. And my childhood, I was brought up in a, a very alcoholic home. Um, yeah, alcoholism is rife through my family. So when did you start drinking? And do you want to tell us about how that progressed? Um, I started drinking at a very young age, probably around 12. Um, alcoholism, Alcohol was a very big part of um, my upbringing. Um, for my parents, drinking solved a lot of problems for them. And um, so I was encouraged to drink from a very young age. Um, so, yeah, I have been drinking a long time, but I'd say the progression probably started after I'd had my second child um, and my I had a quite a toxic marriage um, and so so drinking alcohol seemed to solve all my problems at that point. How did you drink like socially or alone? No, a lot of my drinking was alone. It did start off socially, very socially, but then um, I couldn't get enough alcohol socially so I started to drink alone a lot or to drink a lot before I went out um, so that I was already fairly um, under the influence before I went out um, but yeah definitely towards the end it was a very lonely journey and it ended up with drinking huge amounts at, at home trying to hide it so without it definitely wasn't sociable at all. Mm. Did you um, ever feel like it was a problem during your drinking and did you ever try to stop? Um, I thought it was a problem. I, it was um, probably, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably about 10 years before I stopped, I knew I'd got a problem. And yes, I did try to stop. And certainly in the last few years, I tried to stop on many occasions, um, but I couldn't. I couldn't stop because um, I just couldn't stop. So, and at that point, I didn't want to drink, but I had to drink in the last couple of years of my drinking, yeah. And what made you realise you needed to get help? Like, um, did you lose jobs or family or was it mental health decline or trouble with the law? Um, I think mainly it was the mental health decline and, um, yeah, I was going absolutely crazy. Um, I was in a toxic marriage at the time, so um, it was – and I'd made I'd made my husband at the time very, very sick through my drinking, so – um, yeah, it was it was more the fact I wasn't coping at all with life. I didn't lose my job, but I was very, very close to losing my job, incredibly close, and I managed to claw it back. But um, at the end of my drinking, I ended up losing my marriage, my home and my children, yeah. Can you describe a rock bottom? Um, I think it was at that point, especially mm. with my children, anything to do with my children. So it was when I... When my children no longer no longer wanted to have anything to do with me, um, and their dad was being being the mum to the children because I wasn't able to be, 
that was when my rock bottom hit, yeah. Mm. And how did you find yourself to your first day in meeting? Um, so I used to do a lot of cycle racing and it was another coping mechanism as um, another obsession, should we say, not only alcohol, but ac- exercise as well. And um, I had a cycle coach who was also an alcoholic, which I didn't know at the time. And he um, identified straight away as soon as he met me that I was an alcoholic and especially from the way that I was thinking and talking to him about different things and then also the drunken phone calls and messages I used to send him. Um, So it was at that point that he encouraged me to come to an AA meeting. Um, Yep. So that was how I ended up at my first AA meeting. Do you want to tell us about that meeting and how you felt at the meeting and how members were towards you at that meeting? So at that meeting, it was very anonymous. I was worried um, I was going to know somebody at the meeting and um, the shame and all that stuff. But actually, it wasn't like that at all. There was there were people that I knew throughout my sport things who who were actually at the meeting, and they were just loving and kind and um, just made me feel very, very welcome. And um, I was incredibly scared at my first meeting and I sat at the back, but people, the guy who'd got me into AA sat with me and he made sure I was okay. And um, yeah, just the support and and that final feeling of belonging in that meeting was absolutely huge for me, yeah. Donna, tell us about how you've managed to stay sober and how the programs help you stay sober. Um, So I've managed to stay sober through um, a big thing for me is the fellowship of AA, of feeling that I finally belong somewhere. And I have an AA sponsor who is amazing and I speak to her when I need to. It used to be, at the start, I used to speak to her every day. Um, Now it's it's at least a couple of times a week I speak to her, but um, she is always there for me when I need her. Um, And she provides me, she never tells me what to do, but she provides me with amazing suggestions of how she thinks things should be. And if I follow her suggestions, then I'm all good. Um, So I have an AA sponsor who is my absolute lifeline. I also attend three meetings a week. Um, It's, yeah, three meetings a week. And one of those is my actual home group where I know the members very well. And that's the meeting I've been to since day one. And I also do do AA service whenever I can. It's my absolute priority. AA is number one in my life. And um, I always put it first. So the service I've done, I've had service positions of um, secretary, chairperson, tea lady, whatever, um, just any opportunity I get to do AA service. Um, and working with newcomers as well, working with other alcoholics is, is absolutely the priority in my life, comes first. Mm. Yeah. Have you had challenges with an AA and how have you overcome them? Um, the challenges in AA have mainly been in my own head. Um, because I'm an alcoholic, um, my thinking can especially when I'm not on the right track in the spiritual line and not doing things that I should be or big challenges in my life. Um, I can make stories up in my head about what other people are saying about me or what they're thinking or um, when actually it's probably all just made up. Um, So the main challenges have actually been in my own head um, and have been not there at all, um, just with the, the other people, some of the other people in the meetings. But 
yeah, by using the program and talking to my sponsor um, <clears throat> and other alcoholics, then I've I've managed to get through cool. through those challenges so far. Yeah, cool. Can you tell us a little bit more about how service has been helpful to you in your recovery? Uh, service is just absolutely key to me, and um, any chance I get to do service, then I'll do it. And um, for example, when I do have a service position, whatever it is at a meeting, then I feel I'm obliged to turn up. So that will mean that then if I'm not, if I don't want to go to the meetings because it's cold outside or something's happened in my life and I don't want to talk to people, I want to isolate instead of going to the meetings, then I have to go because I have a service position. And honestly, it's got me through so much stuff just having the service positions. It's been absolutely key for me. And today I I do do as much service as I can. If I don't have a service position, then my service to my home group is talking to newcomers, doing the dishes afterwards, whatever. Yeah. How would you describe yourself in your life today? I'd say I've got a while, uh, um, the life beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I have an amazing life today. Um, I'm finally happy with who I am as a person, still working on, on who I am as a person every day, but I am actually happy with who I am as a person, who I am as a mother, who I am when I go to work. Um, so I, I'm really happy with my life today. I don't have a lot of possessions. I don't have huge amount of money, a lot of possessions, but that's not what's important to me. The important thing in, in my life is to have my children, my loving children in my life who are absolutely gorgeous and um, through work in the program, you know, I have the best relationship in the world with my two kids and I feel incredibly grateful for that as well as um, every day I just um, I just try to be kind and loving. That's what I try to do to everybody that I meet in my life and, um, yeah, so my life today is pretty mm. good. Could you tell us a little bit more about how your life has changed since becoming sober? Like, could be work, could be your living situations or uh, relationships. Um, so I've, I know now how to make relationships, which I never knew how to make relationships before. Um, I know it's people liking you as a person and being me is incredibly important. Learning who I am as a person has been incredibly important. Um, growing up in an alcoholic home and then having a, a bit of a toxic marriage, then um, it's taken me until now, until my age now, to find out actually who I am as a person. And that's incredibly powerful for me. Um, my job, yeah, I have a job that I absolutely love. Um, and that came just through, well, I can only say it came through spiritual lines, should we say. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't know how I got this job. It just, anyway. Um, and, um, yeah, and having my children in my life is absolutely huge. I do own my own home now. Um, yeah, things are good. Great. Thank you for that. And do you have any goals for the future? I just take one day at a time. So mm. I don't, the only goals I have for the future really are to stay sober one day at a time, to be kind and loving and the best version of me I can be. I don't have any sort of particular um, goals other than that. I, I just, I actually just believe what will be will be and just make the most of each day. Thanks, Fiona. AA is described as a spiritual program, not a religious program. What does spirituality mean for you? 
Um, so the spiritual journey has been huge for me and um, I have probably struggled with that side of it more than anything. I've never been religious. It's not what was – I was never brought up as religious. So being – believing that something is looking after me, something big, something um, bigger than me is looking after me and um, it is a, has been a huge journey for me. But I've never given up on it. Um, and now I can feel in my heart that um, that I am being looked after and I know that and I trust that I'm being looked after when, when things happen in my life. So it's been a huge journey, but I've never given up and I've always listened to people's suggestions on how I can improve my spirituality. But I still believe I'm, I've got a long way to go. Um, so I, I never think I've made it, never think I've cured, I'm cured, but... Um, I keep working on that spirituality as the most important thing in my life. Mm. And what would you suggest for any listeners who may have a drinking problem? Like, what advice would you um, would you give? Um, I I personally tried everything outside of AA before I came to AA. I tried to stop drinking by every other means that I could think of, or through counsellors, through lots of different methods, and nothing worked. As soon as I came to AA, it it it, it worked, and I felt like I belonged. So I would suggest to anybody who thinks they may have a drinking problem, and if they want to stop drinking, is to give AA a go. And um, there's the 0800 AA helpline um, which people can phone and somebody at the end of the phone will find a way to help you get to a meeting and come with you to a meeting Um, yeah we're all here to help you and what questions would uh, you ask someone um, to help them um, decide whether they need help or not Um, I think the questions I, I always ask newcomers is have you ever tried to stop drinking um, and if the answer to that is yes, I have tried to stop, but I can't stop drinking, then that's when I think you can identify that you may have a problem yourself. Um, and even if you're not sure, you know, I would suggest just even attending an AA meeting to see if you can relate to people and you might be very surprised. Um, um, but yeah, that would be it. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Fiona. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. For our listeners, if you've related to anything that you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800 AA Works. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experiences Our show airs every Monday at 5.30pm on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz or you can download, subscribe and listen to podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, we can help. You don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer as we do in every AA meeting. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9. 